0: May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Some questions which you may sometimes hear asked in church circles. Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? Come across that one? No, some have, yes. Or evangelical churches. Or have you been born again? Heard that one? Have you received the Holy Spirit, or been baptized in the Holy Spirit? On the other hand, are you going to the archdeacon's visitation? Or are you going to the visitation of Our Lady? Well, that's a mass rather than the archdeacon turning up. Or maybe going to the collation of the new vicar? Makes it sound like a photocopier, really, doesn't it? Or is it an induction rather than a collation in England? It depends on whether the bishop or someone else is a patron. what about the enthronement of the new bishop? So much religious jargon, isn't there? You can almost have a bingo card of all the different phrases and you're sort of waiting throughout a service or through a sermon to see when you can call out house because you've completed all the different phrases. But we all do it with jargon, inside and outside church. Having worked in computing, I know I've been just as guilty there with all of those phrases, which I know what they mean. Others, ain't got any idea. What about with cars? Quite what a, a straight six means is a mystery to most people. Or cooking, some really weird terms there, aren't there? And then there's an overlap with church. What is a broiled fish that we hear about Jesus having on the beach after his resurrection? These terms which some people know and everyone else sort of nods and smiles sweetly. It's almost as if sometimes we want to feel important maybe because we understand these words and we know other people don't. Therefore, we're doing better than them because we know what we're on about. Is it all about the words? Is it all about the power we have through knowing a particularly obscure vocabulary, whether in church or any other context? In the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, an account of the life of the early church, we're hearing Paul speaking to people who are not from a Christian background, not from a Jewish background who worship other gods, and he said, to, says to them, "Your are worshiping, I can see you're religious, I can see you're searching for God, but you're worshiping, some of you are saying, look, this is an unknown God, but you know what? We know God through Jesus. You know this, and we know this, and you're, you're still searching. So it's sort of a movement from not knowing things to knowing things, not experiencing things, to experiencing things. And sometimes it just feels all sort of about knowledge, doesn't it? If I know this, if I know the answer, then everything's gonna be well. All these quiz programs on TV. Do you know all these answers? Can you win on the chase? Can you win on this, that, do you, can you be a Who wants to be a millionaire? Get all the questions. Tipping point. It's all, right. <clears throat> Phil, it's all about knowledge. We need to know everything. So all these words, all this jargon seems to make sense. Maybe. But it's not about random knowledge. There's heresies in the church all about Gnostic stuff, all about just as long as you know everything, as long as you've got enlightenment through this knowledge and everything's well. No, actually. It's not. That reading in Acts is about coming to know Jesus, not just bits about Jesus, not bits about God, but actually knowing God through the person of Jesus. (laughs) Knowing God is not just about knowing interesting facts, although interesting facts are good fun, aren't they? If we know something that's obscure, pointless information, interesting information, quirky stuff, but that's not what it's about. It's not about accumulating as much knowledge to be more powerful than others, more important, more well read. It's not about having the knowledge to make sure we can bamboozle people by being able to talk in a language that they don't understand. It's about knowing God. Not knowing about God, but knowing God in the person of Jesus. I repeat that, it's not about knowing about God. Instead, it's about knowing God. In the New Testament elsewhere, not in today's readings, in the first letter of John, we hear God is love. Those who live in love live in God, God lives in them. If we live in love, we live in God. At the moment, we are journeying through this season of Easter, this 50 days of Eastertide, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. On Thursday, we get to Ascension Day, remembering Jesus ascending into heaven. <coughs> and then, we move on to Pentecost, the Holy Spirit coming down. We hear Jesus promising the Holy Spirit today. As we're t- towards the end of The gospel, Jesus is still there after his resurrection, not as yet ascended into heaven. And he's saying, You know, I'm not here for long. I'm preparing you. I won't be here, but the Holy Spirit's going to come. Another bit of God's going to be here. You're not going to be on your own. You're going to be blessed, anointed, empowered by another part of God. Those with Jesus listening to this knew him personally have met him in person we've not had that privilege 2,000 years later instead we know him through the scriptures through the Bible we know him through their testimony. we know them. we know Jesus through our encounters with him in the sacraments and other parts of our life we know Jesus through our encounters with him through each other we encounter Jesus through the sacrament of the altar, the Holy Communion, as we celebrate this Mass. It's not knowing about Jesus, it's knowing Jesus. I trained for ordination for ministry at a seminary or theological college. Sometimes we hear them referred to as Bible colleges. So if it's just learn enough scripture, you'll be okay. It's more than that, it's not just about knowing the Bible. There are probably people here who know the Bible better than I do. It's about being formed for ministry, about knowing Jesus more, having our lives transformed more by knowing him. Not just being able to recite the passages from the Bible. It's not knowing about God, about Jesus, about the Bible, but actually knowing God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Pentecost is coming. When Jesus had promised that the Holy Spirit would come down. Anointing, changing, refreshing, doing incredible things. We see the apostles transformed from a group who were petrified, hiding away, denying knowing Jesus, to suddenly preaching out loud to people and others to believe and the church growing immensely. God doing amazing things through them. We too receive the Holy Spirit. We too are transformed by God. God in us. Not God at a distance but God literally coming down into us, changing us. This is something about coming to know God being changed. Not just looking on from afar, not just reading a book, not just doing a quiz. It's not an academic exercise. It's knowing and experiencing God for ourselves. And through that, being changed the hymn or worship song, shine Jesus shine, ever changing from glory to glory, mirrored here, may our lives show his story. We are changed through our encounters with the risen Lord. We are changed, anointed by the Holy Spirit. We are changed, knowing God for ourselves. We are invited, we are invited to come, we are invited to be changed, we are invited to be transformed in an incredible way we can't even start to imagine. Not by knowing about Jesus, but by knowing Jesus. Not by encountering an unknown God, but by encountering God we know, God who knows us, God who knows us by name, us who are each of us created in God's own image, known and loved by God. God reaching out to us, desperate for us to step forward. God Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.